So, before we enter into worship here, I just want to encourage you by sharing some things with you and help you understand some things tonight, okay? Did Jesus die? Did he die? Yes. Did God raise him from the dead? Did he just get raised from the dead or did he ascend to heaven too? What did he do? So there's a, there's a story after Jesus' resurrection that he was talking to his disciples and he told them, go into the world, preach the good news. He says, I will be with you. Signs and wonders will follow them that believe. You know, lay hands on the sick, cast out devils. He said, you know, go do the work, make disciples. And then he ascended to heaven. The disciples watched him go into the clouds. And when they could not see him anymore, angels appeared to them and said, Men of Galilee, why stand ye here looking at the sky? The same Jesus who left you will return one day in the same manner that you saw him go. Jesus is coming back the same way he went. But I want you to know he ascended. Look at somebody and say, he ascended. And then what did he do? He sat down, where? At the right hand of God with all authority and power. He has the keys to death and the grave. Those who believe in him will never die. They will live with God for eternity. He has the key of David. Everybody say the key of David. What is the key of David? He has the keys to God's house. He can open doors. He can close doors. The doors he opens, nobody can shut. The doors he closes, nobody can open. God has, Jesus can give you access to different places in the heavenly realms. Look at somebody and say, Jesus can give you access to different places in the heavenly realms. Where is Jesus? Where is he? The Bible says that when we were baptized, that we died. Is this true? When we were baptized, we were baptized into Christ. We were baptized into his death. Amen. But he didn't just die. He rose from the dead. We rose again into new life. Is this true? Say, my life is hidden in Christ, in God. Where is your life hidden? In Christ, in God. Say, my life is hidden in Christ, in God. Where is Christ? At the right hand of the Father. Where am I? I am in Christ. Look at some of This is very simple. I've got to get it through to you. Because I need you to understand your position. Look at somebody and say, he's trying to help me. Understand me. Understand me. Understand where I'm seated. Are you in Christ? Were you baptized into Christ? Are you at the right hand of the Father then? Yes, you are. Positionally, you're seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father. Yes, you are. Don't argue with me. <laughs> Spiritually, yes, you are in Christ. You're here on earth right now. But where is your position? In Christ, in God. You see, you can dwell 
Bear with me. I'm going to go deep for a second. Look at the person next to you and say, you're going to be okay. You can be conscious that you are a sinner and walk as a sinner. Or you can be conscious that you are righteous and walk as a righteous person. You can be conscious of living in the flesh, or you can be conscious of living in Christ. It's all based on what you believe. Are you with me? And I'm here to tell you that Jesus didn't just die. He resurrected. He ascended and he seated. And you are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Look at somebody and say, I'm seated together with Christ in heavenly places. I want to get you that scripture just because some of you are looking at me sideways. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. The New Living Translation says, For He raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Say, I am seated together with Christ. At the right hand of the Father. So you're either in Christ or you're not in Christ. Are you with me? Ephesians 2.6. Now I want to I read the story about Paul. Let's take a look at Paul's life real quickly. Go to the book of Acts. So we know in Acts chapter 2 that the Holy Spirit came and was poured out upon the disciples. Right? They went about preaching the good news everywhere people were getting saved. Right? The power of God was moving through God's 12 apostles, those that had been with him. The 11, they chose someone else to replace Judas. And then in Acts chapter 6, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, was performing amazing miracle signs among the people. But one day, some of the men of the synagogue of the free slaves, as it was called, started to debate with him. They were Jews from Cyrene. And it goes on to say in verse 11, you know, Jesus spoke, I mean, Stephen spoke with wisdom. In verse 11, they began to persecute him and they lied about him, saying that we heard him blaspheme against Moses and even God. And, the, and they roused the people and the elders and the teachers of religious law. So they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. The lying witnesses said this man always is always speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. We have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. At this point, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. So Jesus, in, on the Mount of Transfiguration, right, he transformed and he was glowing, right? And so, here's Stephen, he's standing there being accused, and he transforms, and his face is shining as bright as an angel. And so they look at him and ask him, what do you have to say for yourself? And he tells the whole story about Abraham, and he tells the story about Moses, and he goes through this whole thing. And then he gets to verse 51, and he starts nailing them. He says, you stubborn people, you are heathen at heart, and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That is what your ancestors did, and so do you. 
Name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They even killed the ones who predicted the coming of the righteous one, the Messiah, whom you betrayed and murdered. So he's nailing these guys. You deliberately disobeyed God's law, even though you received it from the hands of angels. The Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation, and they shook their fists at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, look, I see heaven opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. So here, Stephen, standing there, has this encounter in front of his accusers, and heaven opens. It's like heaven is ripped, and he can see into heaven, and he sees Jesus standing there at the right hand of the Father, and he's telling the people what he's seeing. And they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. And the accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. So here we see the introduction of Saul. And Saul began to persecute the Christians. In chapter 8, verse 1, a great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem. And all the believers except the apostles were scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. But Saul was going Everywhere to destroy the church, he went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. So here we see Saul now being used to bring persecution to the Christians. And you know, God doesn't like it when you persecute his people. So go to chapter 9. Chapter 9, verse 1. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priests. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them both men and women back to Jerusalem in chains. So he's getting permission now from the authorities for anyone who believes in Jesus to arrest them. He wants to kill them and he wants to bring them back in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on his mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? <laughs> Saul asked. I think he answered his own question. Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you're persecuting. Now get up and go to, into a city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground. That's proof right there that when God touches you, you fall down. Some people say, well, why, why did they fall? Because when God touches you, you can't stand. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus, and he remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. 
Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. Are you in the position that when God calls, you'll say, yes, Lord? Do you know his voice where you're ready to serve him no matter what he tells you to do? Yes, Lord, he replied. And the Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He's praying to me right now, and I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. This is crazy stuff. Should make a movie. But the Lord, but Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest anyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. So here he's taking his life into his own hands. He's like, this guy's got the power to arrest people and kill them. But because you said it, Lord, I'll go. And he laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And instantly something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight and he, get, he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. So this, was, this person, Saul, was someone who was killing Christians. And God chose him still and used him. Look at someone and tell him, if God used a murderer persecuting the church, then surely he can use you. Go to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Now this is Saul, they, his name became Paul. He became known as the apostle Paul. He got a name change. And this is what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. This boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. Look at somebody and say, he's being reluctant, but he's going to tell us visions and revelations from the Lord. Here we have a man who was a murderer getting visions and revelations from God. Look at someone and tell them if Saul, a murderer and a persecutor of God's people, can get visions and revelations and be used by the Lord, then so can you. And this is what he says. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in my body or out of my body, I do not know. Only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside my body. But I do know that I was caught up to a place called paradise and heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words. Things no human is allowed to tell. So Paul, 14 years ago, was the time he got struck by a bright light. And he encountered Jesus. 
and he got caught up to a place called paradise in the third heaven. And God showed him things that he cannot explain. God showed him. He thought he didn't know if he was in his body, out of his body. All he knew, he was taken somewhere. And God showed him revelations that he had no words to express what God showed him. You say, what are you doing, pastor? I'm encouraging you because tonight you're going to hear from heaven. And you might figure you're not here or where you don't know where you are, but you're going to hear from heaven and God is going to drop stuff in your heart that no man has taught you. God is going to show you secret things tonight. Can you say amen? What am I doing? I am building your faith for encounter tonight. Can you say amen? Go to the book of Revelation. This is John. And John was in exile on the Isle of Patmos, and he tells a story. Let's read what he had to say. Revelation chapter 1, verse 9. I, John, am your brother and your partner in suffering. He wrote this letter. And in God's kingdom, and in the patient endurance to which Jesus calls us. I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. Look at the person next to you and tell him, have you gone to a prison island for Jesus? No. Listen, if somebody, look at the person next to you and say, grow up. Just grow up. You have not been stoned to death or family members stoned to death. You haven't been dipped in oil burning oil, and then exiled to an island for preaching the Word of God. Get a spine. Stop being a weak Christian. Stand up for the gospel and for Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of Him. It's because of His name that I am saved. It is because of Him that I have heaven as my home, that my conscience is clear, that I have a right relationship with God, that I know who I am in Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen? I know that I have purpose on earth. I know that God loves me. He's true to His Word. He is with me. And the problem is, when, when the world says what they say, nobody's willing to stand up for what God says because we want to be liked. I want to get a like on Facebook. I don't want people to hate me and defriend me because I've got 300 followers and I don't want to go back to 299. So I'll read all the trash. I'll agree with all the trash, but I won't post the truth. Look at somebody and say, get a spine. Stand up for righteousness. Live in the truth. And if you get persecuted, your reward in heaven will be great. Stone me, baby. All right, let me get back to this. I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and my testimony about Jesus. It was the Lord's day and I was worshiping in the spirit and suddenly, everybody say and suddenly. I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, and it said, Write in a book everything you see, and send it to the seven churches in the cities of Ephesus, Samaria, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, 
Philadelphia and Laodicea. And when I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands. And standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. And he held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was like the sun in all its brilliance. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and the grave. Write down what you have seen, both the things that are here now, happening now, and the things that will happen. And so, family, I want you to know that Jesus wants to talk to you. Jesus wants to reveal himself to you. Jesus wants to show you who he is through revelation, through encounter. Amen? And so you can have encounters with God. And you can get revelation directly from God. Say, I believe it. And the Bible says that the blood of Jesus was shed so that you could come boldly into the presence of God. Amen? And so this is what we're going to do tonight. Tonight we're going to worship. And then as we're done worshiping, we're just going to go into a time of listening. Can I get an amen? And tonight we're going to open our ears and we're going to open our hearts and we're going to ask the Lord to speak to us. Amen? So stand with me. You opened up my eyes to so much more. I saw the scene shadow. The moment you came down and